Hi, I'm Eric Voss, and Game of Thrones' final season delivered a pretty shocking turn with Daenerys Targaryen's fiery welcome gift for King's Landing. Spoiler warning if you aren't caught up yet, but uh, yeah, the Khaleesi many of you named your daughters after burned the f*** out of thousands of innocent people. The city had already surrendered. Daenerys could have just had Cersei escorted directly into Drogon's mouth, or aimed Drogon directly at the Red Keep and then, you know, maybe killed a few dozen flea-bottom yokels, but properly scare loyalty into everyone else. But nah. Danny and Drogon just went street by street, mopping up every sad, pathetic kid with a sad, pathetic toy in sight. Many of her own forces were even caught in the destruction. It was illogical and cruel, and many have said mad. Yes, it would appear that Daenerys Targaryen has become the Mad Queen, daughter of the Mad King, every bit as paranoid and sadistic as he was, but frighteningly actually capable of following through on her apocalyptic threats. Yeah, this is difficult to process. Consider Considering several seasons have depicted Daenerys as a more complex figure, capable of rage and violence, but also merciful, actively trying to avoid her father's madness, and aiming to build a better world. So why Danny's so mad? Here is the bitter truth. This turn for Danny is not only justified by the past trajectory of the HBO series, it's also where George R. R. Martin's books are probably headed. That said, it's also justified for us to feel like Danny's madness was out of character, and I'm gonna explain why. And real quick, New Rockstar is actually hosting a live watch party of the finale episode and an after show this Sunday in New York, so we can debate this stuff in person. Tickets are going fast, so check out the link in the description below. Okay, first, let's review the evidence that Daenerys would go mad like this, because there's actually been a lot of it. Episode 5's previously on segment included this audio montage of voices from the past ringing in Daenerys' ears as she watched Missandei's execution. Every time a Targaryen is born, the gods flip a coin. The Mad King gave his enemies justice he thought they deserved. Children on not their fathers. Be a dragon. You have a gentle heart. A Targaryen alone in the world is a terrible thing. You don't want to wake the dragon, do you? These past lines feud like angels and devils on Danny's shoulders, a tug of war representing her moral dilemma. It begins with Cersei's line in season two, quoting that coin flip expression about the unpredictable temperament of the Targaryen rulers. Varys actually repeated it in the episode. But then it goes to Barristan Selmy in season five in Meereen, warning Daenerys about her father's cruelty, leading Daenerys to defend herself, saying, I am not my father. Tyrion echoed that sentiment in the next line. Children are not their fathers. He spoke that to Jon last season at Dragonstone, but shortly before that scene, Olenna Tyrell told Daenerys, be a dragon. And it was that advice that Daenerys took when burning the Lannister army, and Randall and Dickon Tarly. But that temper is contrasted with the next voice, Jorah Mormont telling Daenerys way back in season two, you have a gentle heart. But the last two lines of this montage are the most ominous. First from Maester Aemon. Targaryen alone in the world is a terrible thing. He was referring to multiple lonely Targaryens out there. Danny, of course himself, but also Jon Snow. The fact that these two Targaryens grew up alone in the world away from each other now puts them on opposite sides. And the way Maester Aemon said terrible made us fear for Danny's state of mind. Amelia Clark actually stressed Danny being alone in her big decision moment was a big part of why she did what she did. And note that the final line of this whole mental debate came from Danny's brother Viserys. You don't want to wake the dragon, do you? Viserys was always the most temperamental Targaryen that Danny knew, and her reaction to his death was the first glimpse of the darkness inside Danny. He was no dragon, 
Fire cannot kill a dragon. Next, Danny resorted to dark magic to try to save Khal Drogo, sacrificing the horse wedding gift that he gave her. Some have actually speculated that that horse might be what the horse Arya found at the end of episode 5 was referring to, kind of like a ghost representing the loss of Daenerys' innocence. But when that didn't work, Danny burned Miri Maz Dur alive, and the fire rises! In season 2 in Karth, she used her dragons to burn the warlock in the House of the Undying, and she entombed Zarozoan. Doxos alive in the vault, and this was after she warned these members of the Thirteen, we will take back what was stolen from me and destroy those who have wronged me. We will lay waste to armies and burn cities to the ground. Hmm, maybe you should have listened. Daenerys' fiery rage grew and grew. In season three, she acquired the Unsullied by essentially tricking Krasnes of Astapor, burning him alive, and ordering the Unsullied to turn on their masters, and torching that city. And then after conquering Yunkai and Marine, she once again used fire, executing a Marine nobleman. Then in Vias Dothrak in season six, she burned alive the Dothraki calls and usurped control over the full Dothraki forces. And then she returned to Marine and used her dragons to torch the slavers in their ships. So that was six seasons of Fire Foreshadowed, but in small doses. Really, each Dracarys moment for Daenerys felt like a climactic release of a hero surprising her enemies by unleashing a secret inner power. Like Bruce Banner saying, that's my secret. I'm always angry. But to be honest, over time it became clear that Dracarys was kind of Daenerys' go-to move. Like, we get it, you're always angry, it's not really a secret anymore. Meanwhile, her efforts to show mercy, justice, and diplomacy didn't really work out too well. Daenerys thought a gentler approach would work better in Westeros than it did in Essos, but she only found herself increasingly isolated and less respected, leading to her to snap and lash out like this. Now, a lot of critics are blaming the show's writers for betraying Daenerys' arc as it was in George R. Martin's precious books. But Martin himself has indicated this is essentially where the book version of Daenerys is headed to. So why, when we watch this, does Daenerys' madness still feel weird? Well, before I continue, thanks to Rise of the Kings for sponsoring this episode. Rise of the Kings is a war strategy mobile game set in the Middle Ages, but with fantasy elements. Thanks to Game of Thrones, I assume real medieval history was actually filled with dragons. Hey, you weren't there. You can't prove me wrong. We may question Daenerys for using a dragon to torch a city, but pretty sweet to see a dragon Dracarys the Lich and Rise of the Kings. I don't see any victims, so I don't feel bad. Rise of the Kings features a bunch of hero options with varying stats, styles, and features, and beautifully done artwork. Now, building up the heroes involves a formation of troops and the promotion of attributes, but on looks alone, I gotta hand it to Asherai. Someone should tell the people of King's Landing that actively being on fire is no excuse not to look fierce. You can also experience what it's like when your castle is being attacked. So if you had some notes for the poor victims of King's Landing, you can control your own intricate defense strategy in Rise of the Kings. Rise of the Kings has global servers. You can compete with players from all over the world. You can also set up your own alliance, chat with friends from around the globe, and get to waging war together. So what are you waiting for? Download Rise of the Kings now using our download link in the description below. You can also get a free gift pack with our unique code also in the description. Okay, back to Daenerys' madness. I really think that the unease many of us are feeling comes down to this. For years, we have seen Daenerys as a hero that we root for, that we want to see succeed. When it turns out, her character arc is actually one of a tragic hero. So if you look at any famous tragic hero, Shakespeare's Macbeth, Walter White from Breaking Bad, Michael Corleone, a flawed character rises in power, doing some questionable things along the way, but we still kind of root for them. And then about midway through their journey, they finally achieve their crown. And it feels 
great, but uh, maybe a false victory. Because their tragic flaw persists and it corrupts them. It descends them into madness and paranoia about losing their power. So in order to keep their claws in their power, they commit horrendous crimes until they finally lose that power and they die, usually. So tragic heroes are cautionary tales. You aren't supposed to continue to root for them unless you want to be that guy, fine. But you don't name your kids after them. With Game of Thrones, some critics have complained about things like pacing, that the showrunners shouldn't have tried to cram these final two seasons and 13 episodes. But over 13 hours of entertainment is plenty of time to tell a complete story. Really, the people who make this show are restricted by their own structure. Because Game of Thrones isn't just Daenerys' story, it's also Jon's story, Cersei's story, Arya's story, Tyrion's story, Branch's story. So if Daenerys sacked King's Landing immediately upon her return to Westeros, as she probably wanted to do, yeah, we would have had time to see her collapse over the final two seasons. It would have worked as a good tragic story. But then the show would have just been her story. They needed to keep things balanced among several different characters. So instead, the battle for the throne was delayed to the final battle, which unfortunately left us with no real time for falling action or emotional recalibration. So Daenerys' story proceeded forward as any hero's journey. But before she reached her goal, she descended into irredeemable madness. So we felt this whiplash because within a single episode, we had to adjust into accepting we're actually watching a different kind of story. One following a tragic hero, a hero that we should judge and pray for their punishment. It's a lot to do in a small amount of time. So yeah, Daenerys is a mad queen, but angry mad. And she has every right to be furious. Despite not wanting to be her father or to be queen of the ashes, every attempt she made to take the noble path robbed more and more away from her. She lost Viserion, Rhaegal, Jorah Mormont, Masande, half her Dothraki and Unsullied forces, her entire fleet. She felt isolated. And then on top of that, you got Varys, Tyrion, Jon. Everybody betray me. I fed up with this world. But, 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 I know. Burning the women and the children. There's no reason to do that. But if you look at this through Daenerys' eyes, her desperate, isolated eyes, she sees her situation as no hope for her to inspire love from the people of Westeros. She has only been effective when she inspires fear. She said that her plan was to erase the old order root and stem and start fresh with the next generation. Mercy is our strength a mercy toward future generations who will never again be held hostage by a tyrant. Yeah, it's a truly nihilistic outlook and really a hypocritical one because that's a tyrant calling a tyrant tyrant. But this is a really interesting debate to get into if we weren't so confused over what kind of story we were watching. Really every story should do what this is trying to do, create a moral debate among us over whether a character's actions are justified. But that said, basic clarity over the character's motivations should not require a previously on pre-episode callback montage and post-episode interviews with the cast and crew. So I get the frustration, but I am optimistic. Eventually, well, hopefully, George R. R. Martin will release his final two books of the series, The Winds of Winter and A Dream of Spring, which will have thousands of pages with which to empathize with Danny's inner thoughts and her tragic descent. And maybe after the finale of the show on HBO and some time to process it all, Danny's tragic fall in these final seasons will look a lot clearer from a distance. Look, ending a great series is not easy. And I think we should still be floored that an epic story of this scale and magnitude exists for our enjoyment and for us to pull it Part. So yeah, I got questions, but ultimately, I'm super grateful. And I'm gonna continue to devote my energy to appreciating this experience. But I wanna know what you guys think about this. Comment down below with your thoughts, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at EAVoss, subscribe to New Rockstars, and again, if you live in the New York area, you can join us for our live finale watch party and after show this Sunday, details in the description. And yeah, to those who named your loved ones after fictional characters whose stories are still being told, you might now regret it for a whole other reason than it being super basic. <laughs>